welcome to this special podcast series. Now that you're a new consultant, are you wondering, what do I do first? This five-part series covers getting started in your first few days or even weeks. I'm Susan Bauer, your host, and excited to bring you these podcasts that go hand-in-hand with the five-step guide in your starter kit and videos found on the Norwex Resource website. Okay, we are at step four, and this episode is all about staying connected and cultivating relationships. You might be thinking, what exactly does that mean? And it's really simple. Connecting with your hosts and guests, that happens at the party, but your relationship builds before and after. It's like the bookends. And that really happens in two pretty significant ways that we're going to talk about in this episode. One is connecting with your hosts. They're really your biggest influencers before your party. And then you want to keep cultivating relationships with all those wonderful new guests and hosts. And that's going to keep your party pipeline filled and your calendar filled. So In this episode, we're going to concentrate on where you are right now, which is planning for your parties. And I'm here with Senior Vice President Sales Leader Merlene Austin, who's coming to us from Ontario, Canada. And she started about 11 years ago as just a hobby. Hi, Merlene. How are you today? Hi, Susan. Just fine. (laughs) So... I'm always just curious, what, why did you start with Norwex? Um, I literally started because I was a mom of two preschoolers, ages 18 months and three, and just liked the idea of getting out of the house a couple times a month, talking to adults uninterrupted, <laughs> and, and spreading a good word. I really did resonate with the mission side of it and one, felt it was something everybody needed to hear about. So let's dig in, Marlene. Uh, we, we know that our other episodes are covering the party, things that you want to do to get ready for the party. But we know one of the most important things is host coaching. Why is that so important? Mm. Um, absolutely. Your host coaching, like host, your hostess is your business partner. Um, she's the one who's going to talk to others um, about Norex for you. She's opening up her home for you. She's going to spread the word for you. She is your influencer um, and often a potential team member down the road. So key, it, host coaching is really key for them and us, um, for them, for the reasons we just said, because uh, they are, you know, or sorry, for us, the reasons we just said, uh, they are our influencer opening up their home. Um, but also for them, it's a support. They want to feel supported. Um, sometimes I think we think we might be bugging them, but we have to remember that they want to feel supported. They want to know that we're there for questions, ideas. Um, they don't want to feel alone in this. And that is so true. And I remember uh, when I was having parties, like you just said, oh, you don't want to feel like you're uh, communicating or you're bugging them. But honestly, most hosts have never had a party before. 
So what you're doing is you're coming alongside just to make sure that they feel great about this party and they also feel supported. So let's talk about how this looks because I know that you have several touch points when you're in contact with your host. In person, at the party, that's one. Electronic invite, that's two. Over the phone, and then texting and snail mail. So let's go through those and exactly what you do and why that is important. So Merlene, let's first talk about that very first time when you're at the party. Yeah, totally. That's key. Probably the only time you're going to see her live and in person is at the party. So hostess coaching really begins right there. Um, take, take a few minutes. Doesn't matter how many people are in line to still check out. Take those few minutes to begin your host coaching right then and there. One of the first things I ask them is, um, hey, have you ever done anything like this before? I, I like that. Why do you ask them that question? Um, I, I really like to have a baseline from where to start from. So if they've never done anything like this, and I, I find, I feel like with Norwex, we do get maybe more than some others that have never done this before. Um, I walk her through my host binder that I'm giving her, uh, talking about, you know, the Frankie list, what that acronym means. We kind of joke about it a little bit. Um, and I also include a, a sheet that has the F-R-A-N-K-I in there so she can write names in those categories. I encourage her, of course, to over-invite because if she's not done this before, she might think inviting 15 is enough, and it's not, as we all know. Um, I tell her if she comes up with five to seven names in each of those categories, the, fr the friends, relatives, and so on, that she'll be bang on where she wants to be for a successful event. Um, one of the things I really do like to remind everyone whether or not they have done this before is that the very first people they're going to hear back from are their no's. So don't get discouraged. The reason they hear immediately back from them is because those people know that they can't go. We're away on vacation. My kid has um, a big soccer tournament or whatever, so we cannot go. So boom, they hit reply on the text or the email right away um, and let you know because they know they can't come. So it's the people that they haven't yet heard from that are contemplating it, thinking about it. So that's who they want to be sure to, to follow up with. Um, and knowing that for your um, new hostess who's just booked is huge. It's a big confidence thing. It's a mind thing for her. She can get discouraged if she gets three, four no's back immediately. So to remove that fear for her and assure her um, that that's normal, um, and then she's prepared for it, right? And then she's ready to, to go, okay, it's those people that I'm not hearing back from yet that are contemplating it and I need to follow up with. I like that you sort of address that head on. Let's walk through the rest of the ways that you connect. Um, sure. So getting her that invite image I find is key. And if at all possible, I like to do it within 24 hours. Um, I find the more time that goes by, you know, her excitement can wane a little bit. So if it is a Saturday party, I will wait till Monday and just kind of respect the rest of the weekend for them. Um, but whether you're texting or emailing, uh, the invite image, and I use the, the photo five, and it's got so many easy to use great images. Um, but getting that invite image to her right away lets her know 
you're here for her, you're supporting her, here's a tool for her. Um, it eases her fears and reinforces the excitement. So one little tip I will offer when I send that invite image, um, usually I do it by text. I think a lot of people are finding you know, that trend today. I end with a question to elicit a response. So how does this look? Or did I get all the details correct? I wanna ask that question because I want her to reply. I don't want it to be one-way communication. I want the ball to be bouncing back and forth between us. That builds the relationship. Um, so I always end with a question. And that is key. It's almost like a tennis match. You wanna make sure that you always have that communication that's going both ways. I love that tip, Merlene. For those of you who are wondering, what's Votify? Well, when you are a new consultant, you can try Office Suite and Office Suite Plus free for 60 days. So when you signed up, I'm sure that you did that. And that gives you access to a personal website and also the Photify app. And this is just an app that has lots of great images and videos, lots of things that you can share with people. Definitely check that out. So, okay, so great. Then when she's most excited, you follow up immediately. So walk us through. How do you do that, Merlene? Um, yeah, so one thing I do so that I am tracking, especially as you get more bookings on your calendar, you start to forget what hostess you have um, done what for. So I keep a little notation. I create an appointment in my Google Calendar. You can use Outlook Calendar, Paper Calendar, whatever system you choose. Um, I like the Google Calendar because I can see it wherever I'm at. And I put all her information in there um, and the touch points that I've had with her. So have I given her a hostess packet? Have I given her an invite? And so on. Uh, one of the things I also do is snail mail, um, Susan, an actual physical thank you note in the mail because it's rare these days that we get such a thing. Um, and I have found that little thank you note sitting on hostesses countertops or on their fridge when I have arrived for actual parties. So um, it's a way to say thank you, um, reconfirm that you're holding the certain date and time on your calendar for her and her friends. Um, I usually say, hey, you were able to help your friend get you know, $335, I usually state the actual dollar amount um, in free products because of your booking, um, which actually plants a little bit of a loyalty seed in there. Um, and let her know that I'm excited to help her towards earning a similar amount for free as well. So that is a snail mail touch point that I do. And it's so funny because I think people are going back to writing notes and doing things that uh, people would put on their fridge. I know when I get something in the mail like that, that's what I do with it. And it makes you feel good that, oh my goodness, you know, she wrote a personal note, um, you know, a personal note for me. She didn't just shoot me a text. Right. So, yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm going to say right up front, Merlene's walking through her system just, you know, this might work for you. You might think, oh, you know, this isn't really how I would do it. Just create a system. It doesn't really matter what it is. So, all right. So you put something in your Outlook calendar and 
you make sure that you cover when you send things and what you're sending. So we've gone through the thank you note and what you send. Then you do um, the next touch point. So what does that look like, Merlene? Um, it might be either a phone call or um, the monthly specials. So it kind of depends on when in the month it is and how far in advance they've booked. But I want to do both of those anyway. So I want to get those monthly specials. That's an electronic touch point, whether by email or text. Um, I usually let her know that she wants to forward those to anyone unable to attend the show so that they can see what's on sale and if we have a great spend and get that month. Um, and I also attach the host rewards for her and again, ask her a question. I usually say, by the way, what's on your wish list? Again, I want her to respond. That information can help me help her have proper expectations on what she wants to do to earn that for free. Um, so, and it's another way for her to respond and feel like I'm genuinely interested in her um, and build that relationship. So that's another electronic touch point, um, but also phone, picking up the phone and talking to her voice to voice. So I aim for a minimum of two times, once earlier on to ask, you know, how's the Frankie list coming? You know, how easy did you find it doing that? And, um, you know, again, remind her if she's sounding a little discouraged because she's gotten no, 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 I'm reminding her that those are the first people and it's still those other people we're waiting to check in with. I ask her her wish list as well. The second phone call, I like to be no later than one week in advance of the show because if she hasn't done much, if she's not put forward much effort yet, we still have time to salvage that party. If you wait until two days before the event and she hasn't done anything, you can't salvage the party. Um, so if I'm calling her one week out and she says, I only have two people coming <laughs> and she's sounding like she wants to back out, I tell her, no problem. This is the time now. Uh, we're one week out. Folks in our society these days tend to not confirm until we're closer to the actual event. So this is a perfect time to reconnect with all those people that you didn't hear back from or, or they were maybes. And then um, it's even okay to still invite someone you didn't originally think of. And then I tell her my story. <laughs> My story uh, is I tell her that I was not on my friend's original guest list. It was a mutual friend of ours who said to her, did you invite Merlene? And she said, no, do you think she'd be interested? And she said, yes. So it was a Wednesday night. She called me on the phone, invited me for Friday night. And because I was an at-home mom with two preschoolers, you could have invited me to nearly anything. <laughs> and I would have gone. So I said, I don't know, it's something about cloths, the kids are yours, I'm going out for two hours on Friday night to talk to adults, and away I went. And my life, you know, the trajectory of our life has been forever changed. Um, so I often tell her that story to encourage her to still invite somebody that she hasn't yet even invited. I love your story, and I can totally relate, and I think a lot of people can, you know, a lot of times, um, you're not sure who to invite, but you might invite somebody that really just wants a night out. The other thing I think is that sometimes a host might think, oh, I only have two people coming. But when you say, that's great, you know, and two people, it, it, you know, that's a great uh, number. 
And can you ask them to invite somebody else? Because, you know, that group of then four might turn into six, but you don't know. And it's much better to just help a host realize that you've set this night aside for her and, you know, you're planning on it and, and, and help her feel like that's still okay. And like you said, then you can um, help her realize that there's ways to invite other people or have the people that are coming invite people. And so she's not going to call and, or text you uh, and just say, sorry, I can't do this. Because you know that that's, um, that's often what will happen. And that phone call is so, so important for her to hear your voice, for her to, you know, um, know that, oh, okay, uh, whatever, whatever she's feeling at that moment, you're going to help her to have a successful party. And you're also going to make sure that she knows you're there to support her. The best way Susan and I have found, and instead of just saying, uh, in, bring a friend, to coach the hostess to tell her guests bring a friend is to encourage her to say, Hey, your friend, Jenny, um, I know she's a really great friend of yours and I, I don't see her as often. Why don't you bring her? Um, or, Hey, bring your mom. I haven't seen your mom in a while. My mom's coming. It's when you coach your hostess to tell her guests to bring someone specific that you see a little better participation um, in that in guests inviting friends versus just carte blanche saying bring a friend I like that a lot so it's really important for your hosts to in, and invite friends that they don't know too that helps to get outside your immediate circle you know when you're saying bring your mom you know you don't know that person that well but you know that she's you know her mom is somebody she would readily invite to you know, go along with her to a party. And you know that when you're invited to something and you're going with somebody else, you're going to make sure that you go. You're not going to cancel that night because all of a sudden you, you know, the kids are screaming or you have a headache or it just feels like, oh, geez, you know, I'll just put an order in. So that's another advantage of asking people to bring somebody in, somebody specific. I like that a lot. So you have um, covered what you do before your party. But your contact with your host and your guests continue after the party as well. Because, you know, we know you want these connections um, to continue afterwards. Not, it's not one transaction, but these loyal customers will come back and they'll refer you to others. And that's so important. Merlene, how, what do you think about follow-up and the steps that a new consultant needs to think about after the party? Right. Um, this is exactly where follow-up comes in, um, where you are building the relationship with your hosts and clients. This is where they learn that you are there for more than just a sale. You become approachable. You become a valued resource. Um, it becomes a relationship, not just that point of sale. So really quick story. Maybe you've heard of the 222 follow-up system. Um, but it's two days after to say thanks for coming, two weeks to check in, and then two months. Um, I remember doing um, the very first of those two to two, so the two days after thank you call, where I picked up the phone and called someone who'd been at a party and said, hey, thanks for coming. Um, thanks for learning a little bit and bringing a little bit 
more Norwex into your home. It was great to meet you. She actually said to me, she goes, that's it? That's all? And I said, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks. Her reply to me was priceless. She said, hmm, the other consultant never did that, right? And I was like, wow. So, you know, who came back to me to reorder? Who has since been to my open houses? It was this gal, right? Who stood out to her? I did because I took the time to do that follow-up call. I was that's the relationship building side, right? So it goes far. It does go far. And that's really, that's a distinction that you can have with your customers that they're never going to get when they go into a retail store and buy something. I mean, that's a transaction. It's one and done. The person who um, helped them is not, isn't going to call them, isn't going to follow up, isn't going to say, you know, um, thank you for, uh, you know, for buying this, or can, do you have any questions about the product that you ordered? That's really where you can make such a difference and have that connection that people are going to appreciate. I love that story, Merlene. And so I know another thing that you do that has that personal touch is you send a thank you after, uh, after your parties as well. And why is that important? Um, It's just another way to build that relationship with the hostess. So yes, I do send a second one after um, that says, thanks for having hosted. It was great to meet your friends. Um, I actually specifically write in there actual dollars and cents, how much um, in host rewards she received. And then I ask, um, you know, I I offer slightly for her to consider the opportunity in spreading our um, word by joining the team and ask for her referrals. Um, so again, it's just kind of like a nice wrap up, um, touch point and, uh, relationship builder again. Well, it builds that relationship with the host, but you know, we know that word of mouth is everything. You know, if you, uh, go out to dinner and you have a fabulous meal, you're going to share it with your friends. So when she gets that, thank you, realizes how much she got, how much fun it was, um, then she's going to spread that and share that with her friends. So I like that. So we also, if you are listening and you think, okay, she's covered a lot and I'm not sure I got all the touch points. That's okay. Um, We have an outline in the new consultant guide of how to connect with your host uh, before the party in host coaching. And then the two, two, two system that Merlene mentioned as well. And really, that's just three quick touch points that help you stay connected to those people. Merlene, I also know that you have this amazing system that you developed over time, and you really use Google Docs. So you, if I want to summarize, you connect with the host at the party very quickly um, just to help set her up and feel successful about having the party. Then you send her a thank you. For, uh, for booking that party, which is a great thing for her to have as a reminder on her refrigerator. And then from there, you do a uh, email with the host specials. You connect with her via phone a couple of times and might even text like right before um, to say, okay, re- remind your guests that your party is tomorrow night. Everybody's busy. So is that about sum it up? Yeah, that roughly sums it up. And it, um, it, you see the different touch points over the time right away. And then as you get closer to the event, 
so that she feels, you know, again, supported and like she's not alone in this endeavor. Um, it is important to, so she knows you're right there available. Find the way, if you touch point in the different electronic phone, um, in-person ways to email versus text, you'll find out what way she responds to best with as well. Um, maybe it's Facebook messaging, maybe it's email. Um, you, maybe you can't reach her except when you get her on the phone, you'll figure that out as well. Um, but, you know, of course, asking her what way or do you prefer to communicate is also smart too. <laughs> That is smart. And I think just making sure that you stay connected. And you know, as you mentioned, ask those questions. So it is a, a back and forth. It's not just you um, shooting communication and hoping that she got it and that everything's, everything's good and she's ready to go. And right. having that phone call, because hearing the excitement in your voice is going to help her be excited. Mm -hmm. So Merlene, I want to close this podcast with a funny story that you shared with me, and it might help our listeners realize, you know, your host really is counting on you. So what's your story? What was that story? <clears throat> so I had this one host um, who was excited to hold her party, and I had sent, you know, her invite image to her promptly afterwards, and I didn't hear back, so I would check in with a little bit of text, you know, did you get this? Does it look Okay. Didn't hear from her. Um, tried other means. Um, it was a quick turnaround party, I believe. And tried email, tried phoning, tried the texting. I couldn't get a reply from this hostess. Um, and I was a little bit worried, but I knew her sister. Um, and I think I may have checked in with her sister at one time during there. Um, I went to do the party, still not having heard from the hostess, and I arrived at her doorstep about 30 minutes in advance, 20, 20, 30 minutes, and she opens the door and said, oh, good, I'm glad you came. I still wondered if we had a party, and I was horrified. <laughs> she said, I haven't heard from you, and I said, oh, I've, I haven't heard from you either. I've been texting and emailing and calling and here. I had like one digit wrong of her information and she had like one digit wrong or letter wrong of my information and neither one of our messages were getting to each other. So here I was worried we still had a party. She was worried we st still had a party and she was relieved, you know, when I arrived. So just to reinforce the fact like they are really looking for you to touch point with them, to, you know, to touch base with them so that they do feel supported, know you're gonna arrive, you're there if they have questions, um, and so on. Yeah, so it's just a kind of a funny reminder that uh, they really do want you to support them. Yes, and I can hear the relief in your voice, as, you know, as you were telling that story about her opening the door and thinking, oh my goodness, thank, you know, thank you, you're here, I didn't know you, you were gonna come or not, so that is so important. And thank you, Merlene, for, and I want to thank all of our listeners. Remember, for each step, you can read from the guide, you can watch a video, and you can listen to our podcast. So now on to step five, one of my faves, spreading the mission. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the Norwex Learning Network so you never miss a podcast episode. And check out theresource.norwex.com or for those of you in Canada, 
That's the resource ca.norix.com for additional training and tools.